3: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: The Volume. It's Boxing with Chris Mannix, presented by FanDuel. Football season is underway, basketball is right around the corner, and there is no better place. To get in on that action, then FanDuel. The app is safe, secure, and easy to use. FanDuel always has exclusive offers. When you win, you'll get paid fast. FanDuel has a lot of ways to play, like the spread, money line, over-unders, team totals, player props, and so much more. Jump into the action at any time during the game with live betting. Combine multiple bets from the same game in a same-game parlay and try out The same game, Parlay Plus. So use the promo code BOXING and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more during this football season. And get ready, NBA season is right around the corner. This is Boxing with Chris Mannix. Oh, somebody punch him in the face. Anthony Joshua is a composed and ferocious finisher. Watch this. Andy Ruiz is the heavyweight
3: champion. Hosted by SI's Chris Mannix. That was my moment. Now with interviews, analysis, and everything going on in the
4: world of boxing. When you have talent, you are given another chance. Here's Chris Mannix. And we are back. Boxing with Chris Mannix, part of the Volume Sports Podcast Network. This is not an emergency podcast. But it kind of feels like an emergency podcast. That's because the boxing landscape shifted. On Wednesday of this week. Before Wednesday, the biggest storyline in boxing was Connor Ben versus Chris Eubank Jr., a family feud taken to the next generation. Two rivals facing off with history behind them. You've got the son of Nigel Ben, the son of Chris Eubank Jr., two fighters that fought two excellent fights in the early 1990s. They were set to square off on Saturday as that rivalry passed on to another generation. It was supposed to be a huge event. O2 Arena in London was sold out. Eddie Hearn, the promoter, was talking about the fight doing over a million pay-per-view buys. Everyone was excited about it. We were going to talk about it, break it down from every angle. And then, on Wednesday, everything changed. Connor Ben he tested positive for Clomiphene, which is a banned substance known to increase testosterone levels in men. On Thursday, you had the British Boxing Board of Control announcing that they would not sanction this fight, that they would, in fact, prohibit this fight from happening. And then late on Thursday, you had the news that this fight was going to be postponed. So now it is a totally different story. It is all about Connor Ben, what happened, and the future of Connor Ben. So I want to bring in a couple of guys that. I'm sure we'll have unique perspectives on this. Ade Oladipo is a longtime broadcaster, part of the D'Zone broadcast team over in the UK as well. He's had his boots on the ground all week long, been covering this uh, event and the subsequent fallout backwards and forwards. He joins me. Sergio Mora, forward junior middleweight champion, D'Zone broadcaster, good friend of the podcast. He is here as well. And Ade, I want to start with you. You've been there all week long, you've watched this whole. Uh, fiasco unfold over the last couple of days. Take us inside what's been going on over in the UK this week.
5: It's been um, it's been crazy. It it really has been. It's it's the mood has changed. It started as surprise. If I'm honest with you, just because the build up for the last month has been fantastic, right? It, it's really captured the public's imagination. I think as as a sport, boxing always seems to struggle against, I guess, in America, you know, American football and and basketball and baseball. And over here, it struggles to compete against football, soccer. So when it does compete, you you jump on the bandwagon. And a lot of people have jumped on the bandwagon just because of obviously the name. And you guys will understand the history between the fathers. And everyone's been really excited. So it started as a surprise, like, what? This must be a joke to anger. Like, how has this happened? Uh, Until... I guess where we are today, which is just disappointment, like right? disappointment that the fight's now off, which I think is, is right. I guess we'll touch on that, but also disappointment for the undercard fighters. And, and Sergio will understand this, guys that are not going to get paid, guys and girls, sorry, that are not going to get paid, that have spent thousands on camps. And I guess contractually, and I, I spoke to a few of them, if they don't weigh in, they don't get paid. Um, these are These are guys and girls that don't have big sponsors that sort of live Paycheck to paycheck when it comes to boxing, and they're extremely upset. Um, I spoke to Chris Eubank's promoter, Kelly Sowland, today, and he was as angry as you can be, uh, if I'm honest with you, just because this fight generates a lot of money for them. Not only does it generate a lot of money, it generates a lot of interest, and that's what they're trying to do with Chris Eubank Jr. So everyone's upset. There's a number of different broadcasters who've, you know, sort of committed to the fight, and, and they're very upset. and. Again, everyone's just angry here, Chris, because this is the fight we were looking forward to. In terms of sort of the magnitude of it, it sold out the O2 Arena, which is the twenty thousand seat seater arena here, in minutes. Gone tickets, gone. Big name superstars from the world of entertainment were going to be ringside. This was it. This was Dazone's first pay per view event in the UK with Matrim. Obviously, they'd done the KSI one, but with Matrim, so everything was all systems go. And for it to be pulled two days before that is just a disappointment for everyone.
4: Sergio, what was your reaction to Conor Ben's positive test?
6: It was terrible. I was disappointed because I think the world of Conor
4: Ben. Uh, we talk about
6: you know how how great of a star you know he's going to be, the potential he has, his recent knockout victories. Uh, every every performance is getting better and better and better, and uh, he has the looks, and he has the ability he has the charisma which is something you can't teach and he just looks good on camera and he looks good knocking guys out but this is just a bad look on him and his reputation because you can't just dust this off the thing about cheating is you know it's always going to be that that scarlet letter it's always going to be branded that your name's always going to be attached to it no matter how great you become from here on there's always going to be critics that say yeah but he tested you know, uh, positive for so-and-so in 2022. Uh, There's always going to be a suspicion. So just like when any criminal does anything wrong, there's always going to have that record. It's always going to be on his record. It's always going to have that blemish. And sadly to say, no matter where Connor Ben goes from here, whether he donates money, uh, whether he comes back and does VADA testing for all his tests and apologizes to the fan, this is all he can do but he's still going to have that stigma of, man, you cheated. You cheated us on a big night where it should have been historic and we just didn't get it. And the closer it gets to the fight, like Ade was talking about, the worse it hurts. I've been there before. I had two championship fights canceled the week of the fight, and it tears you up, Manix. I can't even imagine what the undercard uh, fighters are doing, uh, feeling as well, especially if they have a travel abroad. It's a disaster for everybody, all because of a lie. All because a fighter decided to take a shortcut. And in boxing, there is no fucking shortcuts, man. I can cuss here, so I'm
4: pissed off. Adi, I want to unpack something with you because this was a positive test that was reported in the Daily Mail that came out on Wednesday over in the UK. But this was not a test that was reported in real time. It didn't happen this week. It happened according to Callie Sauerlin, the co-promoter of this event, in late August or early September. And after it happened, the two sides were notified by VADA, which is required to notify both sides when there is a positive test. Um, So it strikes me that if the Daily Mail doesn't report this, that this fight would be happening on Saturday because both sides... We're told about the test. Both sides discussed it. They elected to move forward with it. Chris Eubank Jr. said he would continue on with the fight. Um, it just seems like if the Daily Mail doesn't report this story, then the fight happens, and maybe we never find out about the positive test of Connor Ben. Is that how you interpret this?
5: Yeah, absolutely. And, look, I mean, for someone that sort of works on the broadcast, I feel like... My position, and it's been very difficult in the last couple of days because, look, obviously we all work for the zone. I, I I report on the fights for Matchroom, and I I've been in a difficult position where I'm like, one second, okay, let's understand this and unpack it. Chris Eubank Senior, uh, Connor's sorry, Chris Eubank's dad has been sort of away from this event, and like, every time I spoke to Senior, um, Chris Eubank Junior, I said like, you know, where's your father? What's what's going on? Because Nigel Ben has been with Connor Ben in camp, and he's like, well, you know, my dad is not really wanted to get involved. And a couple of days ago, um, Chris Eubanks Sr. spoke to a former fighter called Spencer Fearon that works for another broadcaster. And he said, boycott the event. And I was like, well, what's going on? Like boycott the event. And I initially thought he was talking about the weight cut. I was like, okay, look, you know, I, I get it. The weight cut's a tough cut, but come on, let's calm down a bit. He clearly knew about this from a month ago. And he was clearly not wanting to be a part of what he called a circus act and he's not been wanting to be a part of it for a month for whatever reason he couldn't explain why whether that be an NDA or whatever but it was obviously about this so they've clearly known about this and I think that's what has really angered a lot of people I mean they've gone on TV to try and promote it they've done a red carpet event well all whilst they've been doing all this behind the scenes there's been a failed drug test and I think look, Eddie's one of the greatest speakers in the world. But I think Eddie, uh, uh, Kelly from Wasserman Boxing, Connor and Chris are going to have to answer a lot of tough questions now that we know about this in the next couple of days, because I think personally that's, and uh, you know, now I know that we're allowed to swear. I think that's a fucking disgrace. I, don't think, I think it's a disgrace that Vada have flagged someone and everyone's just tried to sweep this under the carpet. And, and I think, look, boxing, and look, we we all cover the sport, it's, it's, you know, we always try to defend the sport, but this is indefensible. Someone has popped for something and you guys just try to continue an event. And I get it. It's a big money event and everyone wants to get paid. But to continue like nothing has happened. And for the Daily Mail uh, paper to come and report it, if it didn't, if, if the Daily Mail didn't report this, we would have had a fight on Saturday and no one would have known that a fighter have tested positive for something that's on the ban list.
4: Sergio, this is not the first time that a promoter has tried to plow ahead with an event after a positive test. I was in New York back in 2012 when Danny Garcia fought Eric Morales after Morales tested positive for a banned substance. More recently, we had Oscar Valdez's title defense. Uh that went ahead against Ropes and Cansaysao after Valdez. Tested positive for a banned sub, so this this happens. Um, but as a fighter, do you have a problem with a promoter kind of pushing ahead with an event like this? Because what Conor Ben took is a PED. It is a performance enhancer. This drug for men is a testosterone booster. For women, it is a fertility drug. For men. It has no medical application. Let me repeat that. It has no medical application. It is a testosterone booster that bodybuilders have used in the past, that some MMA stars have used in the past. So he was taking something to give him an extra benefit going into this fight. So as a fighter, how do you feel about a promoter uh, trying to go forward with an event like this after a positive test?
6: Well. It's a slippery slope here, Mannix, Because look, I can only speak as a fighter. I can tell you how a fighter feels. Now you're talking about, you know, uh, these are different shoes to fill. I don't know how a promoter uh, is supposed to feel. He, his job is to. How do you
3: feel?
6: I'm gonna get to that. A promoter, you got to understand. You know, he needs to do whatever it takes to save the show. You know, they have their own, you know, struggles. And they have their own morals, and own scruples, but they got to put on a, a show. And they're, they're known to have bad reputations. Look at Dog King had a bad reputation for a long time. Bob Arum. Everyone has a lot of bad things to say about a lot of promoters, but they have a job to do, and that's to put on a show no matter what, as long as it all clears with the commission. So I, I, I get what they're doing. As a fighter, I could tell you right now, if I was the opponent, if I was Chris Eubanks, the opponent, I would still want to fight. I didn't want to throw away a camp and all the money I spent in the camp with the sparring partners, all the time that I, that I sacrificed with my family, getting down to a weight that I'm not comfortable in. All these things aren't going to go out the window just because of a failed drug test. I would have said, fuck it, <clears throat> bring it on, let's go. It would have been similar to like when Oscar de la Hoya fought for Hernando Vargas. Fernando Vargas, yeah. Fernando Vargas popped, popped positive. And Oscar de la Hoya, this poetic justice, beat the shit out of him. Not only did he beat the hell out of a drug user and a cheat, but he, he beat the hell out of him knowing that, that, that he was all ripped up. We never seen Fernando Vargas that ripped. He looked like Hunter Ben. <laughs> he looks on his Instagram videos. But uh, it as a fighter, I, I can tell you, it all it all comes down to what type of person you're dealing with. If it would have been me, I would have said, I don't care, man. Let's go. Just you know, give me twenty percent of your purse. Let's get it on. Somehow, some way, let, let, let the show go on because you know it, it's still still a big fight. A lot of people are going to be disappointed. Yes, I'm I'm bending my morals but I'm still going to get the, the chance to kick the shit out of this cheater. So, you know, it could be uh, poetic justice and I could still get paid.
4: I get that perspective. I respect that perspective. As a fighter, you want to get paid for the work you put in. You do two months of a hard camp. You, of course, you want to find a way to make the fight happen so you can get that money into your pocket. But Ade, a promoter's got to be more responsible, doesn't he? A promoter has to be looking out for the health of these fighters. I mean... Conor Ben isn't just beating guys. He's beating guys viciously. The Chris Algieri knockout. The Chris Van Heerden knockout. Can you imagine if this fight went forward and Conor Ben badly hurt uh, Chris Eubank? Like, did something to him that had a long-term effect. And then it was reported after the fact that they knew that Conor Ben had tested positive for a banned substance. That's the kind of thing that people could go to jail for. It's that serious. So promoters, like it just feels like a big risk for them to take. I, I know there's a lot of money on the line. I know there's a lot at stake, but when you have a guy that tests positive for something like this, it just feels like too big a risk to move forward with a, with an event.
5: Yeah, it is. And and this is why it needs to be out of the hands of the promoters and the fighters um, because the promoters, as Sergio said, they're in it for and and look, some might say rightly so to, to make it as much money as possible for a the broadcasters themselves and the fighters for the fighters. Like Sergio said, you've had a in Chris Eubank's case a two month camp. You want to get paid, uh, you know. I mean, we're hearing a fee of around maybe three and a half million pounds for Chris Eubank Junior. I want that money. I want that money. I signed on the dotted line. Pay me because I've done everything I could do. This is where the, the the, the, the governing body, so the British Boxing Board of Control, need to take sort of a step in and say, OK, look, we have found that there was an adverse finding. We're calling this off. So we're not leaving it to the hands of Eddie Hearn, Matrim, DeZone, Wasserman Boxing, the fighters. We're doing it as the governing body. And we're saying no. And they didn't. Obviously, they have subsequently. This is only a couple of days ago, but they would have known about that adverse finding when... Wasserman and Matrim found out, which we're hearing now is about a month ago, they should have been the ones that kind of put their foot forward and said, okay, look, the fight's off. Because you're right. The promoters aren't going to do it. And and I, in, in a horrible world, I understand why. And the fighters aren't going to do it. The fighters just want to fight. I mean, we've, you know, Sergio spoke about the situation with Vargas and Oscar De La Hoya. You also remember the, the Antonio Margarito, Shane Mosey thing when they found him to have plastered Paris in his hands, but it still went ahead because fighters want to fight. So British Boxing Board of Control needed to step in and just handle this situation better, and they didn't. It was it, They handled it awfully. And um, they 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 need to be kind of held up in court as well, if you like, because the way in which they've dealt with this situation the last sort of month now has been ridiculous.
4: Adi, I want to follow up. On something. Uh, You mentioned that Connor Ben is going to have to answer some tough questions over the next few weeks. The toughest, or at least the most significant one, is how this substance got into his system. What I found interesting this week is that you did not hear an explanation from either Eddie Hearn or Connor Ben. And that's interesting because... Again, this was a test result that they have known about for several weeks now. And you would think that over the course of a few weeks, they would have tried to find out what it was, or at least have come up with something that might be believable in the event something like this happened. But you didn't get that. And Connor Ben's going to have to explain it because this is a serious substance. To my knowledge, and I admit I'm not a nutritionist or a doctor, whatever, but my internet research and what I'm reading from other experts suggest that this is the kind of substance that only gets into your system in some kind of pill form. So the usual excuses, the tainted meat, the tainted herbal tea, the lace supplement, all the things that you often hear from fighters who test positive for a uh, banned substance. It's going to be tough to sell that if you're Connor Ben, and that's going to be something he's going to have to, to, to sell to the public. If he's going to restore his reputation, he's going to have to come up with something believable, isn't he?
5: Yeah. And you know, you know, what's scary is that I mean, you mentioned a few sort of statements he could throw out there. He's not used any of those. And I'm like, well, and, and I said this, like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Connor Ben. I think Sergio Moore mentioned it at the top, like, I'm a big fan of his dad And just almost because of that I'm a big fan of Conor Ben. I've had him here in my studio I've spoke to him Sort of outside of boxing On numerous occasions And it's been difficult for me But I've said Conor Ben Needs to come out and say something Not a written statement Which is obviously written by A lawyer or someone of, He needs to come out And say yes. how that got into his system We need to Whether or not we believe it Or understand it He needs to do it The idea of just sort of Going home, shutting the door and closing the curtains isn't going to work here because a lot of people have spent a lot of money, not just buying tickets, what you're going to get a refund for, but traveling abroad to watch this fight. I know people that have booked hotels. They're not getting that money back. There's the fans have kind of Conor Ben that have bought his merchandise. You need to come out and say what's going on. The idea of just sort of hiding, and that's kind of what he's doing here, hiding behind social media, isn't going to work. You've spent a long time building up this fantastic reputation and becoming this new star of boxing, that's all crumbling beneath you right now, unless you come out and say something. And I think sometimes silence is the worst thing. The fact you're not saying anything almost is a sign of guilt. The fact that you can't think of something to say is a problem. And I know you you mentioned Eddie Hearn. This isn't an Eddie Hearn issue. Eddie Hearn's the promoter. There's Connor Ben's got his own team. I've, sort of been to all of Conor Ben's fights. And there's a team of about 20 that wear Conor Ben tracksuits. Someone from that team has got to say something. It's all well and good when Conor's winning and you're wearing the nice Conor Ben bling tracksuits. Now, what about now? Now there's a problem. One of you in that team have to come out and say something. If you don't, then as as Sergio said, your, your name's in the mud. Your name's in the mud forever. I mean, the biggest star in boxing, Canelo, still struggles to... To kind of find his way out of that controversial issue three years ago, sorry, two years ago, it it, it doesn't escape you. And Connor's not as big as uh, as as Canelo, so unless Connor releases a statement in the next, and I'm talking a video statement, not a a stupid Twitter statement, unless he releases the 48 hours, there's going to be big problems ahead, big big problems. Hey, two two so, things so, I want to touch so, on. That.
6: No, hold on, Chris. Two things do want to touch on that. I mean, as always, you articulate, put, nailed it right on, on the money. And the clenbuterol, the Clemblutero, however you say that, Canelo was founded uh, with, in that tainted meat, slight traces of that is still allowed, you know, uh, in, in, in the PED testing, but slight testing of this drug, this, this fertility drug, that's not allowed. Mm. So, you know, you can actually maybe, you know, not sweep it under the rug, but explain a slight trace of something.
5: Yeah, yeah. But
6: this you cannot. That's one. And, 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 and two, uh, yes, I agree with you. He has to come out and say something. Wouldn't it be something amazing if he can be the first athlete in any sport to come out and say, yeah, I did it. Not hide behind anything. Say, you know what? I attempted a cheat. I'm a young man. I'm ambitious. I want the world or something stupid. Can you imagine you know, all the hate he would get, of course, but then all the respect he would... He will get my respect. He would get my respect. if he said, you know what? This this kid, this young man, manned up and admitted something that 99.9... 100% of fighters and athletes have never done. Not one fighter has ever come out and said, you know what? Yeah, man, I try to cheat. Conor Ben could be the first, and I think he can man up and get some kind of dignity back if he can actually do that, but he won't.
4: But Sergio, do you believe that he would get his dignity back. I mean, look, I grew up in Boston, and I can remember back in 2007 when Rodney Harrison was playing for the Patriots, and Rodney Harrison admitted to taking human growth hormone uh, because he wanted to accelerate the healing process in his leg, a leg issue that he was going through, and he took a four-game suspension for it, but he said it was worth it because he was trying to heal his body, this was going to give him the best shot uh, to do it. That's one, that's where admission makes some sense. But in boxing, like this is serious. This is life or death stuff. If Connor Ben comes out and says, Yeah, I took it to give me an edge, I don't think people are going to be in a rush to forgive him. I don't think he's going to gain any of his dignity back. It might even make people angrier because. He's admitted to taking something that could be used, to, could be weaponized, really, in a way. Uh, the other thing when it comes to Connor Ben is look, if this is in his system now, it's probably not the first time he's taking it. I'm not basing that on any inside information. I just know that in general, the first time you are caught doing something wrong is most often not the first time you have done something wrong. So, while I agree with you in some circumstances, just saying you took drugs, whether you're Rodney Harrison or Andy Pettit or any of these like baseball players or other athletes that have taken drugs, that it's generally worked out for them. Uh, but in boxing, it just feels a little bit different.
6: If it was any other PED, I would I would think manning up and being honest would would uh, would would actually clear the table. But it was a fertility drug. Men don't take that unless they're trying to do something that you know. I
5: don't know much of uh,
6: increased this testosterone. Is-
5: that's it. You know, you know, you know, what the biggest problem is sorry to cut across you, Sergio. I think the biggest problem why I don't think people will forgive him if he mans up is because y- you tried to drain Chris Ubae Junior down to 157 pounds. So that's one thing. You then tried to install a rehydration clause, which is another thing. And then on top of that, you've now obviously been found guilty for taking a performance-enhancing drug. I mean. Is it not enough to drain Chris Humane Jr.? Is it not enough to put a rehydration clause in? Is that not enough? I mean, this is the sport that we love, but we also, all three of us, understand the dangers of this sport. Is it not enough to do those two things, but then you want to add almost a bit more on top? It's going to be very, very difficult, especially over here in the UK. I don't know what it's like in the States, but over here in the UK, it's very, very difficult. There was a sprinter called Dwayne Chambers that we loved over here. He got caught and he got a four-year ban. Every time he ran on track after that four-year ban, he was booed. Like, it, it, it never goes away. It, it didn't go away. Conor Ben is 100 times more famous than that guy because of his name value. It's going to be incredibly difficult to recover from this unless by some miraculous statement Or or video or something, he explains how it got in his system, and then it's up for us to decide whether or not we believe him or not. But again, the silence. But how?
6: But Addy, Addy, I'm sorry to interrupt. How can you? How can a man, a young man, have fertility drugs? I know it has. It boosts testosterone, but fertility is not for men. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but how do you? How does a young man explain fertility in his system? the,
5: The only way he can explain, and look, this is not me trying to find an excuse for Connor Ben, but. I mean, a lot of people have spoken about the, the 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 new, and I don't know if you had one, Sergio, but the new strength and conditioners that are now part of the sport of boxing. Before you was a trainer, and then you used to go and do your road work, and then train yourself. There's this new clique of strength and conditioning coaches that seem to offer you whatever, like, like here, here, take that. And, and I don't know. Sometimes the boxers do their own due diligence as to what they're taking. You almost Believe like me. you trust the guys that are with yes. you
6: absolutely and i've been part of that especially at the end of my career and i wish i could say their names because they'll, people will know who i'm talking about but at the end of my career uh those were offered to me
0: mm. and
6: i i just didn't want to risk everything that i accomplished for one or two fights and one or two paydays but i i'm not gonna say i didn't think about it but it's just not worth it man and those guys are scumbags yeah. you know they're all they're all intelligent scumbags or weasels, and they know how to, you know, you know use chemistry and, and hide it and bring it out of your system and, and all that other stuff. It's not worth it, man. At it, it is not worth it. And if for some reason Connor Ben or some of his team told them that it would, you know, maybe rationalize and told them that it, it was going to get out of the system or, or, or maybe say that you can get away with it or whatever. Still shouldn't have done it, man. The only thing a fighter should do is run, train, eat well, drink water, and and that's it, man. You don't need to put all this other stuff in your system for 200 years, man. Fighters have been fighting without this all this science. Why do we need it all of a sudden? Why do we Mm. need all this chemistry? Mm. It's mano a mano, it's train the best you can, drink your water, take your vitamins, vitamins, a simple one a day. That's all I took for 20 years. You don't need everything else, man. Everything in boxing is here, here, and of course, you know.
5: Yeah,
4: yeah. I also think it is insane that so many of these nutritionists and sports scientists are disgraced drug cheats. Um, people like Victor Conti, who was at the center of the Balco-Barry Bond scandal in the late 90s and early 2000s. People like Memo Heredia, who have admitted that uh, he was involved in doping uh, years ago. Like, these people are now nutritionists in boxing. And it's bizarre because the idea they could infiltrate other sports like football or baseball or hockey on a regular basis is just, it's nuts. But here they are in the sport of boxing, which is, as always, uh, the Wild West. Uh, Adi, I want to finish with you. What has this done to Connor Ben's reputation in the UK? What were was the perception of him before all this and what is the perception of him now?
5: Well, we looked at him as that next star before, right? I mean, we understand that we're coming to an end with sort of our heavyweight stars, Tyson Fury, AJ. These are guys that all into the 30s. And, you know, we're looking for that next guy that can fill stadiums, eventually maybe go to America and cause some problems over there. And he just seemed to have it all. He has the look. He, In his last few performances, he he, he has the knockout victories. He speaks so well on the mic and... That was it. That was our star, right? We're always looking for You guys have got Javonte and Ryan Garcia. He's our version of that. Someone that understands the new age of social media. He's got a YouTube channel. He literally ticks every single box in terms of what we want our boxing star to look like. Right now, his name's in the mud. I mean, I, I can't imagine what he's going through. And look, whether or not I should feel sorry for him is another question, but I can't imagine what he's going through looking on social media right now. People are genuinely angry and it's the wrong people. And what I mean by that is people that have got a million Twitter followers and they're saying stuff and then everyone's jumping on board. I mean, I work for a radio station called Talk Sport and they've absolutely destroyed him over here. And and it's going to take, it's literally, I almost feel like it's an impossible job to mend it. And I hope it's not because I don't want, his career at, what is he, 25, 26 to be over now. But it's, it's going to take a while for people to forgive him because we were looking forward to this one. This was our fight. This was almost our Super Bowl event. And it's now done. And it's difficult. You, you guys imagine over there your Super Bowl being ended. It's difficult for our Super Bowl to kind of go like this. So people are angry, people disappointed. I, I want to say people move on quickly, but not from this they won't move on quickly from this at all. So, uh, good luck to his team trying to repair the damage because it's going to take a while.
4: Sergio, I'll give you the last word on this. How does Connor Ben move forward? How does he reclaim his reputation? Is it about going into year round testing? Is it about going into like weekly blood testing, uh, turning into the most transparent athlete when it comes to drug testing in boxing history? How, in your mind, does he move forward?
6: I think the last word Addy just summed it up perfectly he summed it up perfectly um I'll, my advice admit what you did <laughs> admit what you did ask for the public's apology and, and 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 just say that you'll do better we're all human we all mess up we all try to get an advantage somehow some way but you know legally but in a in a blood sport in a dangerous sport uh, yeah, you can't take shortcuts. So you just either got to man up or find another job to do, man, because as Ade so eloquently put it, it's going to be very hard, man. He let he disappointed a lot of people that put all their faith and trust in him being the next superstar, and he just shot those dreams down, and it dispirits you know, fans. It takes yeah. away – it just leaves a bad taste in their mouth, and then when they see your face or they see your posts or they see your next fight or they – They just don't like it anymore. So I would say, man up, admit what you did, say you're human, and move on.
4: Adi, what does the damage control look like for Conor Ben?
5: Well, I think they started already, right? I know that, obviously, he failed VADA testing, but over here we have UCAD, which is UK anti-doping. Since, obviously, this VADA test had been failed, and again, we're led to believe it was about a month ago, he's done a lot of UK anti-doping tests, and it's come back all negative. So they've already started the damage control. So I think it is a case of year-round sort of random UCAD testing, maybe doing and signing up to, to VADA again. Um, and that's the only way. Honestly, it's the only way. I mean, Eddie and Kelly and made sure, sort of making sure that I knew that it had been postponed, this event, as opposed to it being cancelled. So they are looking at putting this event on again very soon. There's no two ways about it. Whether or not the public are going to like it is another thing, but... They made sure in their statements, and I think everyone can read their statements online. That this event has been postponed, not cancelled. So I think they're already starting the damage control, full year-round, random UCAD testing, and then we move forward. I think it's a bit too soon to do what they're trying to do, but look, these are promoters, and um, I'm just a guy that works for the broadcaster.
6: Yeah, in, Ali. In, in this new age, the the, the event might be. Postponed or cancelled, but his reputation is probably cancelled. You know, especially now that social media and everything travels around the world so fast, it's gonna be very hard, man. As you put it, very hard for him to get. And and that's why
5: I know times going, guys. So apologies, but that's why he needs to release a statement and explain how and why. The longer Mm -hmm. he waits, Chris Sergio, the worse it gets. I mean, I'm I'm guilty of that myself sometimes of just shutting the curtains. This isn't a shutting the curtain moment. This is literally opening the curtain and explaining what happened. If he continues to hide behind statements, then I guess the bigger the problem gets.
4: Yeah, it's a tough week for boxing. It's a tough week for Conor Ben. It's a tough week for boxing fans who are once again talking about something that doesn't have anything to do with what happens in the ring. And for Conor Ben, I think we all agree, he's got a lot of work to do if he's going to uh, reclaim the respect of boxing fans of his peers and make people believe that as he says he is a clean athlete. Uh Adela broadcaster over in the UK with the zone, Sergio Mora, former junior middleweight champion, Zone broadcaster. Fellas, appreciate the time and perspective as always. Cheers, guys. Cheers. When we come back, my
3: conversation with Chris Algieri. This is it. We've got an Amex platinum pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen.
4: You're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply.
1: Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So, buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura podcast network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: All right, so the big news this week, of course, Connor Ben testing positive for a banned substance, canceling or postponing, I guess is the more accurate word, his upcoming fights. Uh, against Chris Eubank Jr. Uh, ben has been a rising prospect for several years now, and he's beat some notable names in that time. One of them, Chris Algieri, former 140-pound champion who lost to Conor Ben last December. And uh, I wanted to bring in Chris to the show because I- I'm curious how opponents of Conor Ben are feeling in this moment after the news broke that he tested positive for this band sub. So, Chris, thanks for joining me, man. Um, let's Let's start there. Um, you know, when you heard about the positive test, what was your reaction?
7: So, um, I woke up to it yesterday morning. You know, I've been a full twenty-four hours or thirty hours past when I first actually heard about it. Um, and honestly, my very first thought was, I'm not surprised. You know, I I I had heard mutterings when I was getting ready to fight him. I had mutterings around that fight week from people who were in, uh, over over across the, the seas, and then I had heard it post you know so but I, I i i always give fighters and competitors the benefit of the doubt if i don't know for sure that I'm, I'm never going to mention that i'm never going to call anybody out even if i suspect them or not but now now that it comes to to light um you know it, it makes you think and you know it sucks i don't i don't want to think about other fighters that way i don't want to think about situations that happened in the past but you know it, it's hard not to it's it's impossible not to
4: yeah i mean when you look at this situation. You said you're not surprised. So you did have concerns about Connor Ben going into your fight.
7: Absolutely. You know, there, I know there's a lot of hype around him. Um, I knew he was a young fighter. I knew I was his first big step up fight. And, you know, there's a lot on his shoulders in order to perform, you know, perform the way that he needs to. But I, I mean, the, the writing it was on the wall. If you look at his body, the way it changed from even the Granados fight to my fight, you know, which are only four months apart you know, the differences was, was visible and that's hard to do, you know, in, in such a short period of time when you've been training at a high level for, for a while, um, you know, that's one thing, but again, it's like, ah, you never know Like everyone's body's different, but now it's just, it just makes you rethink everything that you've thought leading up to it and what you had heard. Um, yeah. And I had heard from, from multiple sources that, that, you know, that he was not a clean, a clean fighter. Um, you know, so now again, it's just, it's this, this comes to light now and just, it just makes you think. Yeah, and you were, you were stopped
4: in that fight, and it was a scary knockout the way yeah. um, you were knocked out. As you look back on that knockout now, I mean, do, do you think that, like, I was stopped by a guy that was taking something? Like, what, what do you, how do you feel about that knockout now?
7: Well, even leading up to the fight, like, I'd never seen anything on video watching him, I'd, ne- I'd never seen that kind of power never expected that didn't didn't wasn't worried about that kind of thing happening. Listen, I'm always worried about a, a, a fight. Any punch can can end a fight at any time. Um, and whether it was, or it wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't worried about that. I didn't, I didn't see that kind of power in him. I didn't, I didn't listen. I've been in the ring of Manny Pacquiao. I've fought Errol Spence. I've been in the ring of uh, Ruslan Provodnikov. you know, really, really scary punchers and the kind of guys who have, um, you know, done a lot of damage in the ring. And I just didn't, I didn't see that. I didn't, I didn't think that that was even an option. Um, You know, so, so when it came out of nowhere, I mean, uh, I was, obviously I was surprised. Um, you know, I didn't expect it. And, but I just, I wasn't expecting that kind of thing, even going into the fight. You know, when you, when you sign for a fight, you look at your opponent, you you look at how you're going to stand up. You look at the things you need to work on. You know, I, I've always been an analyst, you know, I analyzed the fighters getting ready for my own fights and now I analyze fighters as a broadcaster. So I, I know what I'm looking at. I never saw that kind of power. Especially one punch shot like that. Um, even in the fight before with Granados. And Granados is a great chin. He's a super tough guy. I'm literally taking nothing away from him. He didn't show that kind of explosiveness and one t- one punch power a- at all. What was the drug testing like for your fight? <laughs> uh, we pissed in a cup after the fight.
4: <laughs> that was it. So no advanced testing for for your fight with Connor Ben. No.
7: Nope. No Vada, nothing of that. I and mean, listen, I'm in I'm a I am a one of the uh, WBC, uh, randomly tested Vada athletes year round. You can test me at any time, but honestly, how often does that really happen? Not much. It's expensive to do. Um, it's, it, they just show up where you're at. I mean, it's very, very rare. So, um, yeah, no, there was, there was, there was no advanced testing other than the general commission a cup. I know you've worked with Eddie Hearn in the past. He has,
4: um, <clears throat> suggested that the fight should have been allowed to go forward because uh, the UKAD tests did not pop Connor Ben, and they have jurisdiction when it comes to uh, this type of stuff. And it was Vada that that popped Ben. How do you feel about that? About the fact that it was Vada, not the UKAD, that
7: nailed him? Does it doesn't matter to you? No, it doesn't matter. I mean, uh, if anything, I mean, I think a third-party tester who doesn't really matter in terms of if the fight happens or not is probably better um you know we all use vada we all have at the highest level you know when i fought many Pacquiao, we use vada when i fought russan for our world title we use vada so why would vada not matter now Hmm. um because the fights happening over there like because you guys don't believe in vada like what does vada have to stand to win or or gain by by turning off such a huge fight or shutting down such a big fight I, i don't know a failed test is a failed test drug is a drug It's it's you either are or you aren't. It's like being pregnant. You're either pregnant or you're not. There's no semi-pregnant. So uh, you fail a test, you fail a test.
4: Yeah. And, you know, it, it says something, too. that I mean, if you, you really can't say that, you know, it, you're saying the UKAD tests are not as good as Vada's. Like, if Vada was the one that, that caught him, then the Vada tests are the gold standard, and that's just the way it goes.
7: I mean I don't know I don't I I don't know the protocols of of either testing um in you know, organization um but I do, I do understand the way that testing and drugs work and uh, you know it, the guys who are developing these drugs it's 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 constantly turning over they're constantly getting better it's technology it's just the way it is um, and there's a lot more money in making better drugs than there is for making better tests mm-hmm. that can f- that can figure out those drugs so um you know one could just be a day ahead of the other it doesn't mean that one is um, isn't good or is is whatever, but obsolete's obsolete. If you're a day late, you're a month late. It doesn't matter. Um, so you know, I can't really speak to their protocols, but obviously, as one's catching something that is there and one is not, there's there's an issue. So, what should the punishment
4: be for something like this? Um, it it sure sounds like this fight's going to be rescheduled sooner rather than later. It may just be a matter of months, a couple of months before we see Chris Eubank and Connor Ben in the ring. If you could sort of be boxing commissioner for a day, um, what should the punishment be for Connor Ben for something like this?
7: minimum a year minimum. And honestly, the argument for life is, is, is legit because Depending on what you're doing in terms of what kind of androgens, what kind of, what kind of PEDs you're taking, what kind of PEDs you're taking, the physiological effect might never go away. You're getting an advantage for life in some instances. The tissue that you develop, the physiological changes that happen are real and they don't go away because you stop taking them. So again, looking at what the specific drug that you're getting, you're getting nabbed for should matter. But I don't think people are looking at it that closely, you know, for all intents and purposes. I think this fight is going to pushed back three months and then they're mm. going to fight again. It's going to be no big deal because this is boxing. It's the wild wild West. We'd we let this kind of stuff happen all the time. Mm. Um, and this is why a lot of people question boxing and why, you know, there's, there's always the question mark and always the, the black eye of boxing. But yeah, no, if you really look at it physiologically from a sports, sports um, physiology and, and sports medicine and sports science standpoint, uh, life bans are are legitimate. You know what surprises
4: me, Chris, is that, you know, this, they've, kn- Connor, Ben and his team have known about this test for weeks now. They had to know or had to at least think at some point, this was going to go public. And as we record this, there still has not been any kind of excuse floated, no herbal tea excuse, no laced meat, no supplement that was tainted by this fertility drug. And, that, to me, just tells me they don't have one. Like, they they don't have anything that anyone would buy in the public, which is a big problem. Like, Conor Ben's out there on social media saying, I'm a clean athlete. Well, in my mind, explain how this got in your system then. Give me something I'll believe because you've had weeks and come up with nothing.
7: Yeah, well, in terms of the excuse, there won't be one because it's lied to you die. It, it's, it, there's no reason for them to come out and say, oh, you know, like, we didn't this that we messed up that's never gonna happen again no they're not gonna do that they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna deny it deny it deny it um you know because th- th- there's no upside in in saying that you, you you tried you tried to do it and and you got caught um saying you made a mistake and then got caught yeah they, you know there's people in the public could potentially be like oh well you know tainted meat it's okay you know he didn't mean to do it. it it happened but I don't believe any of that you know I don't I don't believe in any of that as a, as a professional athlete a high level guy Someone was a team around them who's looking after everything you're doing, and Connor's not a dumb guy. He's a, he he knows exactly the stakes of what's going on, and he's he's very. I have talked to him about this personally prior to we us fighting about how much he's aware of his nutrition in his body. Uh, these kind of surprises, especially for the drug that he popped for. Uh, there's no excuse, and that's why there will not be one.
4: You were gracious in defeat after your fight with Conor Ben. You guys shared a moment in the ring that was captured on camera. I'm sure you talked after that. How do you feel about Conor
7: Ben now in the, in the wake of this test? I predicted Conor Ben to win this fight. I've been saying that. I thought he was going to go out there. I was rooting for the underdog. I wanted him to win. Um, that's, 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 that's all gone now. That's, mm. that's, this is. Listen, whether he was or he wasn't when he fought me, we'll never know. That will never come to light. The question will always be there, but it will never be known, yes or no. But at the end of the day, I don't like cheaters, especially in this sport, and that means a lot to me. This sport means everything to me. So anyone who's willing to put the lives of their opponents on on the line that way, uh, I, I can't I can't respect that. Mm. Do you think there's any, come? I mean, he he's going to continue with his career, right?
4: Like, it, this fight might only be pushed a couple of months. Uh, and we have seen guys, whether it's Jean Pascal, Jarrell Miller. I mean, you even go back to the Klitschko's. I mean, Vladimir Klitschko at the yep. Olympics back in the day. Like, guys, get past this. Is this the kind of thing you expect Conor Ben to be able to get past? And if you were advising him, not that you'd want to, on how to get past
7: this, like, what would you say to him um, in terms of moving his career forward? Listen, he's young. And he has a long life and career ahead of him. Um, but a lot of it's gonna depend on what he does in his career. Because listen, winners win and winners get away with a lot. Money talks in this sport. If you can keep winning, if you can keep being the man, if you can if he he ends up fighting Eubank and he wins, and then he wins another big fight, and then he becomes this kind of champion, that kind of champion. These things will fall to the wayside. Back, 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 back. But if there's any hiccup along the way, this will never be forgotten. So, it, unfortunately, this is it, it, I am being as candid as possible. It's unfortunate the way that this sport is, but that's that's that is the truth. Winners win, and the money's and the money talks. Yeah, always does.
4: Uh, Chris, I appreciate your time, man. I know this uh, must have been on your mind right away when this immediately popped up. Uh, thanks for joining me.
7: Yeah, yeah, anytime, anytime, uh, Maddox. I always appreciate the time. And when we come back,
3: And you will not believe where he's going next. The
0: Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
4: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Now, I'm supposed to talk here about what I remember and what I loved about my first car. And that's easy for me to do because I still have my first car and as long as it keeps running and so far so good i intend to have that car probably until the day i die Uh, that's how much i love that car it is like a child to me now it does require some upkeep and that's why i'm grateful for a place like ebay motors with over 122 million parts you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly brake kits led lights roof racks bumpers Whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply.
1: Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: All right, Devin Haney is the undisputed 135-pound champion. He is back in Australia, where on October 15th, he will defend his titles against George Cambosis Jr. in a rematch of the fight where Devin won his belts, so Devin, kind enough to join me from Australia, where he's eating right now. So apparently weight's not an issue at the moment for you, Devin.
8: No, weight is not an issue. Um, <laughs> you know, um, I'm ready to go.
4: So I want to get into your fight and being back in Australia, but obviously the big news this week is Conor Ben testing positive for uh, a banned substance. Uh, that fight uh, against Chris Eubank Jr. now postponed for the foreseeable future. You're an athlete that takes, takes your drug testing very seriously. You've been enrolled in VADA for some time now. Um, what was your reaction when you first heard that Connor Ben had tested positive?
8: Um, I knew when I seen that it was a, it was a fertility, it was like something for fertility. I knew that it was, you know, to boost his testosterone. So um, we all know that, you know, I'm close with, with Victor Conti and Snack. So um, that's when I hit Victor. I asked him like, could you, was it was it intentional or was it what do you what do you think it was? He said it was 100 intentional, and um, I do feel like you know he was cheating. But I wow. mean, it is what it is. What 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 can we do? I mean, this this is boxing happens, and in, in all sports. But um, he just got caught.
4: You know, you, you mentioned what can we do? What should boxing do? What should happen to a fighter that tests positive? I mean, I, I was talking to Chris Algieri before. Uh, you came on, and, look, Chris was understandably upset. Like, he got knocked out by Conor Ben in December of 2021. Um, Like, what should the punishment be in your mind for fighters that test positive?
8: Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not the board. I'm not the commission. I can't really say, but, um, you know, I just – I don't respect it. I don't think that it's it's fair, especially because, you know, you – the brain isn't, you know, made to to be punched. It isn't it made to be hit. So, um, you know, we we go in there and we put our lives on the line. Um, you know, the least you could do is, you know, we put it on a, you know, fair playing field. You know, mono to mono. Um, I don't know. I just don't. I just don't respect cheating in the sport of boxing at all. You know, but I don't respect cheating at all. But you know, in, in basketball, football, baseball, it's different. You know, you hit a home run. It's no harm to no nobody. You you. You you tackle somebody, it's not as bad, but you know you when you punch somebody in the head, it's, it's it, it gets serious. <clears throat> would you at
4: this point in your career, would you ever fight anybody that wouldn't be enrolled in advanced testing?
8: No, no, of course not. Um, you know, I, I I take I take the testing serious. As um, many times I have, you know, put my own money up for for the testing to make sure that it was done uh, when the promoters was wouldn't do it. Um, you know, I'm. I'm it's, 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 it's no way because I know that cheating does happen and uh, it can't happen. And, um, you know, just it's just, just to pr- protect myself, uh, I want to be, you know, fighting on a fair, fair playing field.
4: Yeah, that's the one sport where it should be taken deathly seriously, as seriously as it, as it <laughs> ever is in any other sport. Um, all right, Let's talk about your fight. Uh, October 15th, you're back in Australia. You are now becoming like a resident down there after two trips uh, <laughs> in the last six months. How do you feel about being back in Australia preparing for this rematch.
8: Um, I feel great. Um, you know, um mentally, physically, you know, I got my full team with me. Um, you know, I, I I came here already so I I knew what to expect, you know, um and uh, I just can't wait. I'm excited for the fight.
4: You know, you spent some time in the previous months, Devin, in interviews saying it wasn't a sure thing that you'd be back in Australia. It wasn't a sure thing that you'd be facing Cambosis in this rematch. Kind of take me inside your thinking over the last few months. Like, what were you kind of contemplating doing, and what was it that got you back to Australia?
8: I mean, truthfully, I wanted more money. (laughs) I mean, that was it. That that was it. I just just wanted more money. That was the only thing.
4: (laughs) So you knew all along you'd be back.
8: Yeah, but I just wanted more money. (laughs)
4: Like, I respect that. I respect. Did you get more money?
8: No. <laughs> <laughs> <So
4: it didn't... laughs> I mean, that contract was pretty ironclad, right? Like, that was a tough contract to get some wiggle room in.
8: Yeah, pretty much.
4: <laughs> I mean, although I, I would say I have heard some of the numbers floated around for your purse for this fight. It sounds like you're getting a pretty good payday for this fight.
8: Yeah, but... Never too much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, again, I respect for the that. box. Um, you always got to ask for more. You got it's, it's it's just you never take the first offer. You got to ask for more. <laughs> You're
4: damn right. In any profession, you never take the first offer. Um.
8: So so as you prepare
4: for this fight, what are you expecting from Cambosis? Are you expecting some kind of big adjustment? Do you think he's capable of a big adjustment? What's kind of your expectation?
8: Um. I mean, it's no secret what he's going to bring to the table. We all know that he's going to you know try to be more aggressive, um, you know, try to make the fight dirty and, you know, rugged as possible. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's no secret. You, you
4: boxed brilliantly in that first fight, made it look easy. I mean, did that first fight go as you expected it to go?
8: Um, I wouldn't say necessarily went completely as expected. I knew that I would handicap him of his best attributes and, uh, You know that's what that's how the fight happened that's how that fight played out um with me handicapping him but um you know this fight i will handicap him um but uh it'll be a little different
4: in what ways would it be different
8: uh you just gotta see you gotta tune in on 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 the 15th (laughs) i will show ever the
4: salesman um you know you were motivated to get those titles. You wanted to be undisputed champion so badly. Um have you had the same motivation during this training camp? A- has anything been different about this camp?
8: Yeah, I mean the motiva- motivation, um obviously it's not, you know, as, you know, as much as, you know, the first fight. Um, you know, he hasn't given me, you know, much motivation. Obviously, you know, he's gone quiet. Um and he's just, you know, nowhere to be found. But that's all part of his, you know, strategy or whatever the case may be. But um, it is what it is. Um, at the end of the day, this is history. This is, you know, putting me, you know, closer to being one of the greats of the sport. So, uh, you know, when 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 someone doesn't give you the motivation that you're looking for, you know, you get it somewhere else. You thrive for it somehow, and that's that's how the greats do it. So, um, it is what it is.
4: <clears throat> now, what do you what do you make of that? Uh, him going quiet. The way he has, we haven't heard anything from George really in months, besides some social media posts. He talked a lot of shit in the build-up to the first fight. Uh, what do you make of him, kind of going quiet?
8: Yeah, um, he talked a lot of shit. Um, you know, he and then he got some humble pie. So now, you know, he's he, he's gone quiet, and you know, he's seen that the shit talking, you know, wasn't really him. It wasn't really, you know, uh, he couldn't back it up. So now he's going quiet. I mean, it, what, what, what what can you think about it? I mean, I don't really know what to really say or think about it.
4: It's boxing, so everybody talks about the future and people look at your future, whether it's Lomachenko, Shakur Stevenson, massive fights in twenty twenty three that you could potentially have um at one thirty-five. Is there any danger for you in overlooking George
8: Cambosis in this fight? Hundred percent. Um I will not overlook you know, George Cambosas. I will not, you know, look past him. You know, he is a live body. He he was the, the guy with the belts but the fight before this. So uh you know, um, my, my 100% focus is on him. And uh, without, without you know, beating him, I don't get those big fights. So my main focus is beating him. And then we'll, 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 we'll talk about, you know, what's next.
4: I know how hard it was for you to leave Eddie Hearn to kind of go out on your own here in a way, work with Top Rank, work with Lou uh, but you wanted this opportunity. And now it seems like, Devin, you're on the cusp of getting everything you, you wanted. You're not only getting you have all the titles but you've got the chance to have those mega fights that you've been calling for for years I mean is that does it feel that way does it feel like this is the time yeah. you're kind of finally getting everything you wanted
8: yeah um it was it was destined everything you know as you know is falling into place falling into my hands but you know I thank God for it I thank I for it um you know I, I've been working so hard you know sacrificing for so long and you know not getting the fights that that, that I wanted. But um, now it's finally time, and um, I'm um, I'm excited for it.
4: All right, last question for you. I, I was watching with amusement as you and the folks over at Ring Magazine were going back and forth about your place in the pound-for-pound ranking. So I'll ask you this. Where does Devin Haney think Devin Haney belongs on the pound-for-pound list? You
8: didn't have me in the pound-for-pound rankings either.
4: I did not. I did not. I, that, I'll, t- I'll tell you why, but I want to hear where you – where you land? Think you belong in that list?
8: Um, I don't know. I can't say exactly, but I definitely deserve to be on the list. <laughs> I definitely deserve to be on the list. But um, why are you to have me on your list? Well, uh,
4: it's it's. I don't look at titles when I make that list ever. Like it's just like I always look at resumes. Why I have Canelo still higher than most people do. It's why I have Usyk higher than most people do. You are. Unquestionably, a pound for pound talent. And by this time next year, I think you can make the argument you should be number one in the pound for pound rankings. Because I'm assuming, you, if you beat Cambosis, if you beat Lomachenko, if you beat Shakur Stevenson, that is a number one guy type of resume. At the very least, a top five. So the the only reason I don't have you in the top ten is resume.
8: I'm 23 years old, undisputed. Just beat the man. Who beat the man? Who beat the man? Who you had on your fucking list? You had Loma on your list, right? I do, but again, that's resume. But he lost. So losses don't matter. Resume. So 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 you losses don't matter. You just say, okay, he 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 could fight ten people. If if he lose, beat five, lose the five, then it doesn't matter because he beat five five of those the top guys.
4: Well. No, not five, but like Canelo's got two losses, but they were two elite guys. So I don't, I'm not gonna penalize him that much for it. The there are a lot of guys that, with the losses, guy that,
8: on him. but 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 Canelo lost to Floyd. Did Floyd lose after? Can, Canelo lost no. to Bivol. Did Bivol lose to, lose after? No, Loma lost. Not to yet. Tio, Tio, okay, but you're projecting. You're pro- you 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 trying to project some shit. Did Tio, he lost to Tio. Tio lost to Gamboso. Gamboso lost to me. Right. Uh,
4: look, I, I, one, I get two, your logic two plus there. plus two, two, four, four plus four,
8: eight. It,
4: but Loma's got Loma's resume at one twenty six, one thirty, 130, and one thirty five. Put him on that list to me. Like okay, he's you're fought, talking about. He's his probably better guys okay, than you at about, this
8: point. Okay, you, 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 your list will consist of a. Do what he did three years ago, rather than what he's doing today. But I still think he's that guy
4: from three years ago. And
8: like, if you, you get through these next guy. couple of fights, you you'll think, have a better resume. I think, think he's,
4: it's a subjective list. Yes, that he's it's that a subjective guy. list. You think that he's that guy. Yes. You don't, yeah. You
8: don't know. You if don't he, know if he's that guy. I'll tell you what. If he, has, he, he has, if he looks,
4: if he looks like shit against Jermaine Ortiz, I'll take him off the list. Like, if he looks bad in that fight, like. That will be he the looked, most recent like example against, of him fighting.
8: He looked like shit against Tiafimo. Yeah, say, Say, he's Shorter, say he's he shorter was broken. Say, Shorter was broken. No, I never said that. I never give him that out.
4: I don't give him that kind of out. He didn't look good in that fight, but he's had. Look, you're going to get. You're. It, it's inevitable that you're on that list. It's just, you just started to get the medium level fights. With, with Eddie, when you had Lenaris and you had JoJo, those were good fights. Now you beat Campos, that's a better win. And the next year, you get everything. <laughs> if you're not on the list next year, in the top five, I'll be shocked. Because you'll go into those fights as a favorite or 50-50 against both guys.
8: <laughs> All right.
4: <laughs> we'll never agree. But I, look, I, I always love watching you, man. You're a great fighter. No, we and agree, I'm, I'm, we agree. I, I see agree, you, I agree.
8: <laughs> I agree I will be I will be I will be number one on list. My- I believe that.
4: All right, Devin, good luck on uh, October 15th, man. We'll be watching on ESPN rematch with George Cambosis Jr. Uh going to be a lot of fun, man. Good luck.
8: Thank you, Chris. Always good talking to you.
4: And when we come back, this week's picks brought to you by FanDuel. Football season is underway, so now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number 1 sports book, because right now, new customers get a no sweat first bet up to 1 dollars. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with the promo code BOXING. I have been gambling with FanDuel for some time now. I'm based part-time in New York, which is now a great state to bet uh, with online gambling. Massachusetts, where I'm also based, gambling's coming that way as well. So I do some boxing betting in uh, New York, and when it gets to Massachusetts... Let's make some football bets. Because I love to bet on the Patriots, especially when Mac Jones gets back on the field. FanDuel has tons of betting options for each game. You can combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. With live betting, you'll get updated odds on games that have already started. And with FanDuel's new live SGPs, you can create one even after kickoff. The app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Get paid. Your winnings fast. So sign up today with promo code BOXING. For your first no-sweat first bet, make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Time now for this week's picks, brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. No Ben Ubank Jr. fight this weekend, but there is a pretty good one on Saturday on Showtime. Sebastian Fundora, the huge junior middleweight contender, six foot six, 154 pounder, he is the interim champion. At 154, he's going to take on Carlos Ocampo in Southern California. Now, Fandora comes into this fight as a huge favorite. Minus 1,300, according to FanDuel. I think that's a safe bet if you want to park some money there. Uh, Fandora is really coming into his own over the last couple of years. He's coming off his best win to date. A just brutal beating of Erickson Lubin. So, I think he's peaking right now. As a fighter, or at least getting close to it. Ocampo, solid, but I don't give him much of a chance at winning this fight. If you want to try to win a little bit of money, you bet on the method of victory here. Sebastian Fundora by KO or TKO is at minus 220. Again, not great odds, but Fandora, if you watch him of late, he is really growing into his power. He is uh, determined going into fights to make them entertaining. He is looking for knockouts. I think he's going to get one against Carlos Ocampo. So take Sebastian Fandora to win. That was the easy one. Take him to win by knockout. That's the one you have a chance to win some money for. Those are my picks brought to you by FanDuel. That's it for this week's episode. My thanks to Sergio Mora, Adeola Depot, Chris Algieri, and Devin Haney for joining the show. As always, subscribe, rate, review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you download podcasts. And I'll see you next week.